Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast contains discussions of child abuse, sexual repression and sexual abuse, suicide, racism, misogyny, PTSD and PTSD symptoms, and spiritual oppression and abuse, including guilt, shame, and fear. In most episodes, we will be mentioning some of these concepts in a general way without any graphic detail. If any of these topics or other triggering topics will be mentioned in great detail, we will let you know at the beginning of each individual episode, as well as in the show notes for that episode. episode contains discussion of child sexual abuse and images of child sexual abuse throughout the entire episode. This episode also reports the facts of an active criminal investigation and the allegations against the defendant who has not yet been convicted. The outcome of this trial is not yet known. Okay, thank you for saying that. Welcome back to the Leaving Eden podcast, and this is one episode that I really wish that we didn't have to make. Uh, my name is Gabrielle Hako, and I am here with my co-host on uh, what is really just a, a, a an icky day. Hi, I'm Sadie Carpenter, and, and I couldn't agree with you more. I I just wanted this day to go differently. Yeah. I just wanted it not to be this. But here we are, and we're going to talk about it. So let's get into it. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, what we were recording an episode that's going to air in like two weeks. I don't know when that's going to air. It's going to go out in a couple weeks. Uh, and like literally right after we air, after we finished it, we saw on the internet that who was it? Josh Duggar. Josh Duggar had been arrested 
by uh, federal agents from the Department of Homeland Security. DHS, which was eye-opening, which was strange to see. Yeah, but Josh Duggar got arrested for something we didn't know what at the time. There was a lot of speculation. Mugshot went up and everything. Um, Josh Duggar, of course, we know him as the sex pest from 19 Kids and Counting and Counting On. And uh, Yeah, if you haven't gotten to our Duggar episodes yet, uh, Josh is the oldest child of the 19 children of Jim, Bob, and Michelle Duggar from Arkansas. They have a reality show about their family. And their Christian beliefs, evangelical beliefs. Uh, Josh has pre- previously been in the news because he sexually abused some of his younger siblings when he was very young. He was uh, barely into his teenagers at the time that that happened. Well, he came out and said he repented, uh, that, you know, Jesus fixed him. And then a few years later, he was working in, in Washington, D.C. as a as a politician. And... It came out that he his email address was leaked as part of the Ashley Madison leak. And then it uh, uh, a porn star also accused him of uh, engaging her for sex for money and then not paying and assaulting her during that encounter. And then he yeah. came out and said he repented and Jesus fixed him. And a few years down the line, here we are with him being arrested uh, by Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, this I mean this guy seems like he is a, a real piece of work here. Um the and I only, guess Jesus didn't fix him. Yeah. The only good thing about this entire situation is that he has gifted us with the mugshot that launched a thousand ships of speculation about what substances he was on when he took the mugshot. Yeah, that's true. I mean this, this guy dude looks uh, messed up. <laughs> I mean we well we know now that he has been arrested for uh supposedly receiving and possessing material depicting the sexual abuse of children. Um so child pornography basically is what he's been uh, arrested for. Um if you're being arrested for child pornography, he looks like he's just like he's chilling. got a smirk and his eyes are like half closed. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying there's been rumors about him being a sacred alcoholic for years oh he looks high as f- i don't even know i don't think i don't think he's drunk i think his skin look look at his skin people who drink that much have dehydrated skin he's hydrated i think he's on some kind of pills yeah maybe he, like did some xanax or something i don't know that's are they allowed to are fundies allowed to do xanax no but i think a lot of them probably do yeah, I mean, if I was a fundy, I would want to be on Xanax. If I were living like that, I would no other way to cope. So when he was arrested yesterday, like there was a ton of speculation about what he got arrested for. And I know personally, I really wanted it not to be like child sexual abuse images. Yeah, I mean, what was it? Like you you told me that he got arrested and I was like, what for? Was it CP? And then you're just like, well, it could have been any of these things. And I was like, no, hundred bucks at CP. And I was, and I was just trying to create a fantasy scenario where he did something bad enough to go to jail, but something that, that didn't have victims or at least didn't have child victims. So I was saying like, Oh, well maybe, um, maybe this is financial misdealings related to his used car dealership. Um, maybe he didn't report the cash transactions properly. Yeah, but then I was like, it, he got arrested by Department of Homeland Security and like U.S. Marshals. They're not going to arrest you for like some financial misdealings like that. Yeah, those it's aren't the, the FBI people, yeah. that gets you if you do that. Yeah, 
And then I was like, well, there was an illegal adoption scheme going on at a church nearby the Duggars. And some people thought that it might be related to that because there's a lot of overlap between people who know the Duggars and people who were involved in that. Yeah. And see, that would have made more sense to me because that like is a human trafficking situation. And so if it's human trafficking, then, you know, DHS might want to be involved in that. And then I was kind of hoping for this to be a drug trafficking charge just because of how messed up he looked in his mugshot. I was thinking I was thinking maybe maybe this was some because we know he has some business dealings in Mexico, I believe. So I was thinking, oh, well, maybe this is just like maybe it's just drug trafficking because then the the people he hurt, if he hurt anybody, maybe that they were at least adults who made some bad decisions. But that's fixable. You know, getting getting it to into drugs is something you could fix. Yeah, that doesn't ruin your life forever if you can get some help and and you know be determined and get through it. No, but it was it was none of those things. It was the worst case scenario, which I assumed immediately, which was uh, images of uh, material depicting the sexual abuse of children. Which and I'm so heartbroken. uh, Like I'm, I'm just so heartbroken. I just like you were you were texting with me. All day yesterday. And you can tell our listeners that all I was saying was – all I was doing was trying to make it not be this. I'm not – I'm happy that he's probably going to go to jail, but I'm not happy that that it's this. Yeah. I mean I guess my mind just jumped there because like we – this guy's got a past. We we know things about this guy. He's he's got a history. He's not exactly a first time offender when it comes to well, it, it's not that not as so far as possessing the images, but with being involved in various degrees of sex crimes uh, and and icky stuff relating to that. Right. It's not completely shocking. It's really not. And I just I just wanted him to go down for something else and i'm i i think that there's a percent the reason i wanted to bring that up i think there's a perception among uh people who are still in the ifb or in other similar cult-like groups i think there's a perception that those of us on the outside are just gleeful we're just joyfully waiting for somebody to go down and that we're we're happy that he did something very very bad and i want to dispel that myth because i I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm heartbroken. Uh, and and I hope that if this is true, I hope that if it is pro- proven that he will go to jail for a long time. Yeah. I like, I mean, that's real people that are being hurt by his. Yeah. yeah. If he is found guilty, um, I think the chances of him being found guilty are very high. Uh, the reason I think that is. That I think that the, there is a perception that that federal officers don't typically make an arrest without having their evidence in line. Yeah, like they don't make political arrests. They don't make frivolous arrests. So I think I think the yeah. likelihood of him getting convicted is pretty high. If it's true, I hope that he gets convicted, and I hope that he does get a lot of jail time. Um, if he's found guilty, he could face up to twenty years in prison and fifty. Sorry, five hundred thousand dollars total in fines. Yeah, oh man, I. So I, we'll. Yeah, okay? if, I mean, if he did it, yeah, if he did it, I'd just throw him away, lock him away, throw away the key. You know, twenty years would be that. That's more than Jack Scott got. So that's that's encouraging. Yeah, 
I mean, he actually engaged in sex trafficking of a minor. That's more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing that I, I, w- I was thinking about, though, with this, because you mentioned politics. And one of the things that I was remembering, because this guy, uh, he worked for some PAC in D.C., you know, for being like conservative, for being uh, a, a quote unquote family values or whatever. And when it came out and what was was it 2014, 2015, that he had engaged in some sort of molestation when he was younger, he like who was it, it was Mike Huckabee, the governor of Arkansas that the, or the former governor of Arkansas who ran for president a bunch of times was like, yeah, I've met with this family and he says that Jesus fixed him and clearly Jesus fixed him because I know Jesus because I'm Mike Huckabee. The Yeah, that guy came out and defended him. <laughs> yeah, which I felt like was deeply unnecessary for him to do. Like, I mean, if I were a guy like Mike Huckabee, I would want to be as far away from this thing as possible. I just don't know why Mike Huckabee felt that he needed to insert himself into this situation. Because Mike Huckabee's a super Christian guy and he He's from Arkansas, and so that's kind of his deal is that when super Christian people from Arkansas get into trouble, that's like Mike Huckabee's time to shine. I mean, I one time I saw Mike Huckabee playing a backup bass at a, like for Ted Nugent and playing Cat Scratch Fever. Like, that's the kind of like yeah, Mike Huckabee, you know, he just loves attention. He just likes to be on TV and likes people listening to him talk, which I guess is why he became a pastor and which is, I guess, why he became a politician. But he went out and defended this guy. And now this guy's out here uh, getting arrested for possession of child pornography. So good for you, Mike Huckabee. You have successfully uh, aligned yourself with a pedophile, like given this guy your stamp of approval. So great look for you you're totally covering yourself with in glory right now um yeah this this whole thing uh the next time we'll know more about the actual court case is on may 5th when there will be a detention hearing so we'll know if he will be granted bail or if he will have to stay in jail i i believe that i saw the trial will start on july 6th i've read a lot of articles so i could be i could be mis remembering the date but i think they said the trial is july starts july 6th yeah and when that happens we'll put up updates for it right yeah yeah we will if he's granted bail he will have to live someplace with no minor children where he has no access to minors and he will have to have a third party basically a babysitter to make sure that he follows yeah and we were um because that was one of the things is that when he first got arrested we were wondering about what it was and then that detail came out is that he's not allowed to be around minors and then we're like oh okay that's what this is yeah and i was still just and and i don't want it to seem like i was trying to defend this awful man no because i have no i have no love for for josh duggar but i just i just wanted wanted it to not be wanted it to not be this um so the Duggar family has made some statements. Do you want to get into those? Yeah, let's get into it. Because what his his wife just announced, like, what was it, last week or something that she's got a new baby on the way? Uh, yes. When was it? Uh, I think it was about a week ago. They announced that they are having another baby. I think they're having a girl. They, they announced with a gender reveal. Uh, they didn't blow anything up, so they get they get points for that. <laughs> they didn't set California on fire. I guess Arkansas, they didn't set Arkansas on fire, no. um, which is appreciated. 
but still, uh, like, I mean, you just got to feel bad for them that. So his wife has not made a statement. I'm going to check live just to just to double check that. Yeah. Okay. His wife has not made a, a public statement at this time. The Duggar family blog has made a statement and it's short. So I'll just go ahead and read that. We appreciate your continued prayers for our family at this time. The accusations brought against Joshua today are very serious. It is our prayer that the truth, no matter what it is, will come to light and that this will all be resolved in a timely manner. We love Josh and Anna and continue to pray for their family. Oh, that means they know he did it. That is ex- okay. I, I didn't ask you about this before time, but that is exactly how it came off to me. Yeah. Because they said the truth, no matter what, if they thought he didn't. No matter what it is. If they thought he didn't do it, then he would be. Then they would have said, we know he is innocent and we will Mm -hmm. fight this every step of the way. They're like, no, the truth will come out. And no matter what that truth is, we are praying for uh, like that's already like a pre. Oh, we know this guy is guilty. Like, let's like like pray for us. Pray for the family. Like if they thought that he had a chance in hell of not going down for this, they would have said something like we pray that he will be found innocent. Yeah. Mm, see, here's here's the other thing about that because uh, we talked about this, and if if you guys aren't unfamiliar or you don't remember uh, 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 or need a refresher, you can go back and listen to our. Uh, we did a two part series on this family, and we discussed Josh in great detail and his previous uh, exploits and uh, misdeeds. But one of the things that we did talk about was that, like, so his wife. Did she, she knew about his behavior beforehand, before they were married? So that's, yeah, that's a, that's a topic of contention. So what Anna has said is that she knew about some, we, we know that she knew about something before they got married. What, what most people take that to mean is that he did tell her about the child abuse that he perpetuated on his younger siblings, but that he may have kind of skinned some of the details. He may have made it out to be less than it was. He told her that something happened, but he probably did not give her all the details. And then he told her the story of, well, I went to this camp and I did a bunch of manual labor and I got some counseling and Jesus fixed me. Yeah. And they got married when she was she was young. I think they were they were both in the twenty or twenty one years old age range. Yeah. So like if, and I because I know these these fundies they're very like you can't get divorced. Like divorce is like, nah, you're you're not allowed. See, the thing is that that Jesus allowed, like even Jesus allowed for divorce for reasons of adultery, and even the Torah law which these people are all about following parts of the parts that they're into. <laughs> yeah, but even, even Torah law allows for divorce for certain reasons. And one of them is for adultery. So I don't know. It, it's really hard for me to talk about Anna because she, we know that she knew something before they got married. Most people think that she did not know the extent of what had gone on when he was younger, but he told her that he went to this camp and he got all this counseling. He did all this manual labor. Jesus fixed him. Then they were married for a few years and he cheated on her while she was pregnant uh, with sex worker. And 
also had an Ashley Madison account while she was pregnant. He went to Reformers Unanimous, and he said Jesus fixed him. So she stayed with him. I, I, I mean, the, the thing is that the divorce is allowed for adultery. Like, they, I think, I don't know. Is Anna staying with him because she's an enabler? There are a lot of comments on forums right now about, you know, fuck Anna, and she's keeping her kids in an unsafe situation, and she should know better. And I get that. I do. But also there are a lot of comments about how, you know, where would she go if she got out? Here's the thing that I want to talk about, though, because this is something that I've understood from what you have told me, is that every time a man does something wrong, it is the woman's fault. Like if if, you know, if your husband cheats on you, well, why is that? Oh, it's because you weren't sexy enough for him. You know, if he is not performing as well as he should at his job well it's because there's problems in the home you know that's what's that that's always the narrative that you know that you have Mm -hmm. told me so it may be a situation where she is i mean because you know what she is stuck in this situation where everything around her is very limited uh her you know the people around her all of this certain ilk where they are going to be preaching that stuff and they are going to be pushing those sorts of narratives. So she may feel she, I mean, she probably feels a great sense of shame that, you know, this is somehow her fault. And of course this isn't her fault at all. I wouldn't blame her for this at all because, you know, from what you've told me, it's entirely possible that she was lied to about this stuff beforehand, you know, not knowing what she was getting herself into or being told, Oh, well, this is a situation, but guarantee this will not happen in the future because Jesus fixed him. You know how and if you don't agree that, you know, Jesus fixed him, then that's just because you don't trust Jesus enough. You know, it's very mm-hmm. much like a, a situation where it's it's going to be put on her no matter what. And admitting defeat is her admitting that, you know, that Jesus didn't fix him. Or that she wasn't good enough. Right. I think that's I think that's an excellent, really excellent point because she is in an impossible situation. Because if she chooses to leave him, then she will get shamed for not standing by her man. And if she chooses not to leave him, then she gets shamed by the outside world. So she's she's really stuck between a rock and a, and a hard place. Um, I told you about the the child abuse manual to train up a child by the Pearl. Yes, my, uh, Debbie Michael Pearl blanket training. Yeah, the the same woman wrote a basically a wife abuse manual. It's called Created to Be His Helpmeet, and in that book, she recommends that wives stay with their husbands no matter what. She recommends that if your husband is a child predator, that you get the children to a safe place and remain married to him. If he goes to jail, you go visit him in jail. You raise your children to love their father, who was their abuser. And then when the children are all grown and he gets out of jail, you stay married to him. That is really... That is, and I am mm. not, I promise, swear to God, I am not exaggerating. That is what she says in her That's book. pretty disgusting. I mean, that is, I mean, you can be... That's legitimately yeah, kind of to... <laughs> putting people in danger. That is. Ugh. I mean, yeah, but I mean, so, yeah, so is abusing your small children. That's danger, too. It is danger. Yeah. I mean, that, but that's what we've come to expect from these people. This is this is horrible. But that's what like that's what Anna has been told is is expected of her. 
And she was raised in this sort of environment. So that's what she would have been told was expect- like, I mean, that is like, that's the paradigm. That's not just what she's been told. It's the paradigm of her entire life. Like, this is what you do if this happens. Yeah. I mean, before, like, I mean, before anybody goes out blaming uh, her, blaming, you know, any other women for this, they, I mean, they are in a situation where women have very, 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 very little power. And it may seem that like the, the power that women have is in very specific things and is in very, you know, focused areas that, you know, this is a situation where, you know, she is, she does not have the power to make the decisions about her life. She doesn't. And, and we don't know how much agency she has in her personal life. Um, it is not clear uh, if she has her own bank account. She might not. It's possible. I have I have no knowledge of her personal situation, and I want to make that clear. But it, it's possible that she only has access to a joint family bank account and not her own. Yeah, and also it you, is, because how much of the money is coming from his car dealership or whatever, and how much of the money is coming from uh, Jim Bob's like slush fund. Jim Bob supporting yeah. the family, yeah. And I, I saw a rumor that they had moved the the ownership of the car dealership and other assets into Anna's name after Homeland Security raided their raided his computer last year, which is when they found the evidence that they are finally able to arrest him for yesterday. But I, that's not confirmed. That's just a rumor. So like, who knows if she's like she's not on the deed to her own dwelling because they live in a barn on Jim Bob's property. Yeah. Like her father-in-law is on the deed of the place where she lives. And she has, I, I don't believe Anna has ever had a job. Well. Outside of being a, a wife and mom. Yeah, but raising that many kids is a full-time job. Right, right. But I mean, like she has no resume. Yeah, so, okay. She has no college experience. Like, so I, I get, I get people who are shaming her for not leaving him. I get the frustration of that. She's got a, but she's got very few options. She's just trying to survive here. She doesn't think she has options. The thing is that she does have options because if she divorced him, she could get child support, uh, which they might even be able to get from Jim Bob. Uh, if she divorced him, there would be WIC for her kids. There'd be Medicare, Medicaid for her family. There'd be housing assistance. Somebody would give her a book deal immediately worth millions of dollars. Somebody would give her a book deal Somebody would give her a magazine deal or her own reality show. Um, but she doesn't know that she has those options or she doesn't believe that she can access those options. No, I'm, I'm sure that everything around her, all of the information that's around her is being very tightly controlled because that's how these yeah. people do. Um, so you, you do feel bad for for somebody like that who's stuck in the situation, not entirely out of her own choice because we, I mean, we don't know how much information that she had to begin with when she decided that she was going to marry this guy anyway. Uh, and she may have been lied to. And then, you know, well, this is how he is. What are you going to do? Leave him. Are you going to say that Jesus isn't good enough? And then, you know, I mean, that's just a shitty way to, to have to live your life. That's a, a, a terrible thing to have happen to somebody, you know? So I think I just wanted to address this because a lot of what I'm seeing, um, of course I have spent, all day when I wasn't when I wasn't taking care of Chuck, I have spent all day on the subreddits and Facebook pages and everything else because um, this is interesting to me. But I'm seeing a lot of just just I wanted to address this because I'm seeing a lot of reaction 
to Anna on both sides. I'm seeing a lot of reaction of screw her for not leaving him, screw her for putting her children in danger. And I'm seeing a lot of a lot of very sympathetic reactions to her of, oh, she is a victim, too. Yeah, that's and more I don't, on the side I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. I would go on the side of, of she is a vi- like, I mean, she hasn't been abusing the children. She hasn't been the one doing that. And, you know, she is she is very much stuck in this. Like, I mean, if you look into the psychology of why people stay in abusive relationships, it's all because they don't think that they've got options. And that's what's like, you know, clearly that's what's going on here, because there's no logical reason to stay in a situation like that. But people do it anyway. Yeah, because abusers, abusers are great at making you feel like you don't have options. Because a common thing that you will hear an abusive partner say is, well, if you leave me, nobody's ever going to love you again. You know, who would want somebody like you? That's the kind of thing that abusers say. Yeah, and they're just devaluing you, devaluing you, devaluing you. So you just have to keep putting up with their, you know. And in Anna's, yeah. yeah, and in Anna's situation, it's not just one abuser. It's an entire family community way of life that is giving her those messages. Yeah. I I am hopeful, uh, cautiously hopeful. I mean, my hope has been misplaced a couple times in the last 24 hours, but I am cautiously hopeful that maybe she will at least separate from him. Look, no matter what the situation is, you have to try to be as optimistic as possible because that's, you know, that's how you're going to have the best result. And you just have to try to believe in the best in people. Uh, when you can i am yeah i'm optimistic i'm optimistic that he will go to jail uh if if the allegations against him are true i hope that he will get his full 20 year sentence that would make me really happy uh i have like a little bit of a positive note if you want to if you want to end on a little bit of a positive note there was a deleted post on facebook i was typing out a comment and the post got deleted before i could post my comment But the post was along the lines of, if you knew that Anna had a fake account and was in this Facebook group, what would you say to her? And what would you have said to her? So what I would have said, I understand that divorce feels more shameful than staying with a man who has harmed others because of what you have been taught. I know that it probably feels like more than you could bear. I know that you may feel that you have no options, no way out, no chance at anything better. Maybe you've even been told that you deserve this because of some real or imagined mistake that you have made. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've covered up, you do not deserve to be trapped in a marriage you don't want to be in. Even Jesus allowed divorce for adultery. Even if you had made a mistake yourself, we would want to forgive you. We have all made mistakes. There is none righteous, no, not one. We would still want you to have a better life. Wow. I think that sort of encapsulates everything that we're trying to say here. Uh, and I think that's maybe a more positive note that we could end on rather than. I think that's, yeah. that's it because we've all made mistakes and we all, you know, people who are not predators still deserve a better life. And we've all given trust to somebody who did not deserve it. Yep. We've all given trust to somebody who has proven to us that they don't deserve our trust multiple times and hope that mm-hmm. they could be better. And then we've all been, you know, we've all yeah. gotten burned by stuff like that. We, that's without a cult behind us, pressuring us into it. <laughs> so I, uh, let's leave it on a hopeful note. Uh, we will continue to update you as we get more information. If anything else, world shaking comes out. Uh, but, but for now that's our coverage. 
Yeah, and one more thing um, is that when is this episode coming out? This episode is coming out on May 1st. So uh, yesterday we did, which is today as the day that we're recording this, we did an AMA, um, Ask Me Anything, uh, or Sadie didn't ask me anything on the Fundy Snark Uncensored subreddit. Uh, so if you want to go and check that out, that would be super great. Maybe you'll have some questions that got answered by that. And yeah, until next time, uh, which is, I guess, going to be Sadie. This is the first episode that people are going to hear before here actually with the baby. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, we did a whole episode. Oh, well. Yeah. So uh, we're, we have an episode coming out on a to on monday which is going to be uh an episode for mother's day uh which will really talk about sadie's experiences new experiences being a mother um and we hope that you guys enjoy that uh so uh until then uh this has been the leaving eden podcast you can follow our social media you can follow us on facebook instagram at uh leaving eden podcast on twitter it is at leaving eden pod uh you can join our facebook group uh, which is called Eden Exodus. We also have a clubhouse club called Eden Exodus. So you can go to facebook.com slash Eden Exodus. Uh, join there. Uh, you can join our Patreon where we have extended and uncensored episodes. And also on the Patreon, Sadie has been uploading things that she has been writing. She recently put out a piece on what she thought The Handmaid's Tale got right and wrong. So if you're a fan of The Handmaid's Tale, you can join our Patreon, read what Sadie has to say about it as a cult survivor. Uh, Sadie, do you want to plug your social media? Uh, yeah. First, I wanted to say that Handmaid's Tale article, it's incredibly long. Uh, not that it, not that I'm known for being long-winded or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's very long, so it's coming out in parts. Part two will be up um, Wednesday of next week, so May 3rd, and then part three the week after that. Yeah, I've read it. it it's very, you know, in-depth. She really goes into detail about it. It's like, yeah, it's super detailed. Um, so I, I thought I'd break it up. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Sadie Carpenter Music or on Twitter at Hell Yes Sadie. Also on TikTok at Sadie Carpenter One. And my name is Gabrielle Hakoen, and you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, at Twitter at G A V R I E L H A C O H E N. And if you want to uh, stream the song that is playing right now, uh, it is called Rolling River of Time. You can find it on my Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream, wherever you get your music from. It is called Rolling River of Time. You can find my music there. And if you stream that song, it goes to benefit the show. Uh, yeah. And so until uh, I guess it's only going to be a few days uh, and that episode will be far more uplifting than this one was. Uh, and yeah. So have a nice day. Bye bye. Unless you're Josh Becker. Change my way
Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.